I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, we'll have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You wanted your file? I found you your file. You wanted out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlett. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets your shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and right this minute. Why don't you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight? What do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and, you know, I took a lavender bath tonight right before the show and it made me swell up inside my dress. And my name is Colin Drucker, and don't mind me, I'm just going to lay here on the floor while you try to enjoy this career high point. Ugh. I'm still thinking about it. And I know it's like, uh, yeah, what's the scoop? Like, has he, I think I Googled it yesterday, like Jimmy Kimmel apology. Like, because he's like the nice guy. He's the nice one. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, it definitely, and you know, for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about. Yeah, sorry. We're obviously, no, 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 no. I just, because I'm, I'm happy to just, you know, keep, keep it inside going, of baseball. Yes. But this is, of course, we're here to talk about the Emmys this week, which is, you know, really the I, I feel like the first big award show since the Oscars, and you know what happened, and you know don't keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. And I all that. know, yes. So you know, it was really uh, everyone was on pins and needles, and uh, who knew what kind of shenanigans might happen on stage? And while no one got slapped, Jimmy Kimmel did lay there on the floor while Quinta Brunson tried to uh, accept her Emmy for uh, writing. <laughs> And original I, series, yeah. And the bit, I, I mean, I have so many things to say, not only about Jimmy Kimmel, but just, like, banter, like, pre-announcement banter for these awards. Like, just be done with it. Unless you're Molly Shannon and, um, oh, Vanessa Bayer. Vanessa Bayer, like, yeah. Like, don't do it. Just don't. If you're not a comedian, you don't need to do it. Yeah, like, they they really are trying to fit these feet into these slippers that just don't fit, you know? Like, don't do it. And... uh but in, to, to go back to your question about, like, what's the scoop yes, on this yes, Jimmy Kimmel, Quinta Brunson thing? So I, you know, we're recording this on Wednesday, and apparently she's going to be on his show tonight. Because in the in sort of the press afterwards, yes, when they were that. asking her about it, she was like, you know, Jimmy and I are friends. It doesn't really bother me, but maybe tomorrow I will. I'll be on his show on Wednesday. Maybe I'll, I don't know, I think she said maybe I'll punch him in the face or something. And so... You know, I I guess that would be the one time I'd ever be interested in watching Jimmy Kimmel live is to watch that interaction. I guess I could just watch it on YouTube. But I I don't know. I mean, I think that there is how any human being would feel. And then I feel like there is the Quinta Brunson as a, like, public persona, person entertainment. Like, what kind of public optics does she want to have around this moment? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm i angry that the bit lasted that long because I thought he would scoot over. And the bit was he was upset that he lost, right? Yeah, so this was that, you know, he was once again beaten out by John Oliver. Uh, and so, and it was such a, like, 
oh, it was such that like kind of Hollywood dude humor where then like the he and Will Arnett are the presenters and Will Arnett is dragging him out onto the stage like a bag of potatoes. And it's such just like overgrown dude boy humor. And then yeah, you assume that through the announcing of the nominees, he's just going to lay there and do the bit. But then once they announce the winner, it's like, okay, I'm going to get up and get out of the way because this isn't about me anymore. And and he didn't. And it was just like, I mean, there's so many ways to look at it. Obviously, you know, there's like the racial lens as well of like, well, there yes. you go. There's white Hollywood for you, you know. And I, I, I don't want to have that hair trigger Twitter response, but like, it wasn't a far leap. Even while watching it, I was like, this feels like a metaphor. <laughs> I know. I mean, thank God they're able to, like, just kind of zoom in on her from the waist up. Yeah. That's kind of what they do anyway with speeches. But I was – and I I just – I kept saying, I was like, I can't believe he's still there. And he laid there the entire time. And I saw that, like, that press, you know, after she won, too. And it's like her – it's her first Emmy yeah, the first one ever, and like, I will, I will say this. I hope that this is not the last time we see Quinta Brunson on that stage, and that she gets to have her moment again next year or the year after, or on another project. Sans Jimmy Kimmel, <laughs> right? And and it just bears mentioning, you know, in this context that like, never once, never once did Steve Carell pull this. For all the times he yes. didn't get an, an Emmy or Jane playing, Krakowski, or yeah. Jane Krakowski, all of these people who year after year did not win, Susan Lucci stayed in her fucking seat for years, and clapped with a smile on her face, and clapped with a smile till they finally gave it to her. <sighs> I, like it's just you know, but it just you know names like that, you know Susan Lucci, Steve Carell, they you know let's let's remember the people who you know all of the times Meryl Streep doesn't win. Yes. You know, the downside of being nominated so many fucking times is you've also lost the most. Yeah, <laughs> that's so, true. You know, like, I remember re- reading that somewhere about, like, it, or seeing some video about, like, from, you know, from Meryl Streep. It's like, yeah, like, She's the no one else has, yeah, has had to just sit there and lose year after year, you know? <laughs> I know. it's it, it just felt like a watered-down temper tantrum. Like, he wasn't—I mm-hmm. was like— are you proud of this? Are you proud of what you're doing here? Are you going to look back on this? I predict that he will pivot in some way and like maybe give them, I feel like they'll do like a makeover, uh, not a makeover, but a redo of her speech on Jimmy Kimmel. They'll bring out an Emmy or something like that and have her stand on some platform. Um, and I feel like it'll go over well. I don't know if it'll be that exactly, but I hope he, he mm. has to do something. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. Like, I think you know, I'll I'll watch the clip tomorrow of how how the interview goes between the two of them. But I feel like for her, I mean, you know, I I was like, I was honestly, if I were her, I I would be I I would probably just call out like Jimmy, you know, like the optics of what you're doing right now. You know, like yes. I, it would be hard for me to not just name what was happening. So the fact that she like played with it, ignored it, like. I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is that, like, she has a bevy of options of how she wants to kind of, like, respond to this thing that, in due time, will, of course, also fade away into, like, the history of award shows. Like, we don't even talk about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock that much anymore. I know. You know? It's, it's wild. And I, I do think Quinta Brunson came out on top, like, almost pun intended there. I, I, I feel mm-hmm. like she handled it like a pro. I 
do not know what I would have done. Um, but I'm glad she won because who else yeah. was in that category? Like, I mean, other writers that would have stood up there, like, would they have handled it differently? Who knows? Right. So I guess uh, I was hoping I could find the answer to, okay, writing for a comedy series. So the other options of people that he could have done this to were the Hacks Kids, uh, oh. Lucia Aniello and Paul Downs mm-hmm. and Jen Statsky. Uh, the, uh, some of the writers for Barry, including okay. Bill Hader, who I guess probably would have played along with it a bit more. Uh, for writers for, including Steve Martin for Only Murders in the Building, part of me would have loved to see how would Steve Martin handle this situation. Yeah. Uh, one of the lawn. writers, yeah. right? Yeah, one of the writers for Ted Lasso, What We Do in Shadows, uh, and, then, uh, yeah, and then two nominees for What We Do in Shadows. So yeah, like, of all of the choices, yeah, like, she pulled the short straw. And, I mean, other than the Hacks group, it's like, no, I guess it is a little bit more. It is it is men and women. There's a, it, I was going to say, is she the only non-white male in this category? But yes. she's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's not, yeah. Uh, well... I, I, I want to say, too, that I don't love this space. I don't know where it is. Like, where were the Emmys held? Because it was the, the same. Because they really were trying to make use of, like, they were, like, in the like the coat closet. They were, like, everywhere instead of just being on this stage. And I see what they were trying to do, and I, I didn't love it. Yeah. So this was... Um... Oh, so I I just looked up. It was filmed at the Los Angeles's uh, prestiged Microsoft, Microsoft Theater. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like that almost that answers the question. Yikes. Well, it's the Microsoft Theater, you know. Yeah, uh, I'm more of an Apple person. You know what I mean? Microsoft is oh, you know, PCs are unnecessarily complicated. Yes. much like the Emmys. You know, it was. I feel like the Emmys, I feel like all, all of these award shows, it's very similar to, if you watch Drag Race, it's very similar to Snatch Game, where like it is a thing that we all look forward to. There, It occasionally has a really great memorable moment, but more often than not, it falls flat and it has like weird bits and it even goes on a little bit too long and it's like, oh, this is a little cringy. And and you you know you try to kind of like... I don't know, extract the, the wheat from the chaff, the Cheryl Lee Ralphs from the Jimmy Kimmels or the, like the, you know, weird, you know, banter, you know, with the Ugh, presenters. Yeah. But like overall, like dollars to donuts, these, these award shows are more chaff than wheat, you know? Yeah, it's, I'm trying like all for all the like clunkers along the way. We really did. I, I, I remember more of the positive stuff than the bad stuff. It's like, I think Jimmy Kimmel was like at the top of the list of the bad stuff. But um, what did what did you think of Keenan? Let's start there um, of like everything. Because I, I have my thoughts. I do like Keenan a lot. And I, I before the show even started, I was like, this is a good choice. I, I, I have confidence in him. I, I like Keenan. I think that like Keenan is it's it's like if you've seen Keenan once you've seen him in anything you know what I mean yeah, like sure. it's pretty much the same kind of style but that can be a good thing you know what I mean like you could say the same thing about Tina Fey you know so yeah. like that's that you know there's nothing wrong with that I think that he did a good job but I kind of then feel like at some point that he disappeared for a while and it's, I don't know like there was a point in the show where I was like oh I haven't seen Keenan for a really long time I have a theory about that um I want to I'll put a pin in my theory for a second too, but I, 
I th- I thought Keenan was doing really well. I loved all the stand-up stuff. And then they went into that crazy dancing. I was like, this could have been cut. I see where they were going. I did laugh when he danced, but we didn't need it. We didn't need that. Well, I think when you then see later that, like, even for the major awards, like, people were being given 20 seconds and were being cut off. Yes. Like, as they were started, it was like... I maybe if we didn't waste so much time with this whole thing about like jazzing up old sitcoms, like let's remix old sitcom themes. Like it didn't go anywhere and it wasted like all this time that could have gone towards Jennifer Coolidge, Jennifer Coolidge, which would have been infinitely and was infinitely more entertaining, even in the limited time period than watching Keenan and friends dance to the Brady Bunch, you know, the, uh, the remix. I, yeah. Well, I also think, and this is a perfect little segue here too, that Michael Keaton fucked everything up. He gave a 10 minute speech about Mm. nothing. God bless him. He's from Pittsburgh and you know, we love him, but I, I don't, it just like, and I think everything had to be adjusted because of that. Like everything was cut short at what, you know, um, every single moment. That's like it's kind of good to go first, like because you can if you if you mm-hmm. win early, you can talk as much as you want because no one's going to stop you. And I feel that maybe on some level he knew that, probably not, but he really did take too long. I agree. I it was there was because it's like there's taking too long, like him, where it's just like, oh my god, what is the point? And then there's like, no, let's let Cheryl Lee Ralph do everything she wants to do right now because oh this is a great moment yes there's no like when when li- like literally when jennifer coolidge was like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity please don't cut me off and they cut her off i was like this is ridiculous yeah this is ridiculous like th- this is what i'm here for is for jennifer coolidge to do this bit i am not here like play michael keaton off who cares what he had to say yeah, he won for that role like six times already. I feel like yeah. he won a Golden Globe and he won all this other shit. It's like, again, love the guy, but y- you're done. You know, we right. show some respect to Miss Coolidge, who, like she said, might never be up there again. I hope she is. But that was particularly um, tragic. <laughs> yeah, it was things like that where it just felt like, you know, and, and some of the folks towards the end, and not to say like, oh, if you win for best lead actor that's to to this podcast that's not more important than supporting actor but you know they there's a natural build-up to some of those major awards towards the yes. end and you kind of think there should be built-in time for those acceptance speeches because it's like what we all sat through this for three hours for is to see like you know some of these big heavy hitter categories and so for them to like you know just barely get all their people on stage and then get played off it was like maybe plan ahead for this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I feel that's why they cut Keenan stuff too. He probably was meant to come out and do a, like yeah. a cut two or three minutes, maybe twice more. And they're just like, we're going to cut it. If I was the host, I'd be like, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I would yeah. just be, Oh God, I can't Im- imagine hosting something like this. So yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was, I mean, obviously this was advertising, but there was that whole Kia. Uh, oh bit, God. Like, yes. So like, you know, lines four different ways, and all of it was just an ad for for a Kia Sorento or whatever. And I thought, wow, this is, uh, this was a. I mean, I, I guess I can't say it was a waste of time because it probably paid for yeah, some. Yeah, they of the, need that money. You know, yeah, paid for some of those guests, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, overall, like 
and this is also usually the case with award shows is that by the end, by the last half hour, I was like, should I just go to bed? You know? I was kind of thinking the same thing. It was like right before, as soon as they announced that Ted Lasso won, which mm-hmm. I have thoughts about. I know it's a great show and it has a lot of heart and like it's got that Apple money and it is just on a roll. But I, I don't know. I was rooting for Abbott Elementary. I was rooting for like literally anything else. Um, mm-hmm. And I was surprised and I was like, I bet you fucking Succession's going to win. And they did. And I, I, I thought about it in my head. I was like, yeah, I could, we could call it quits. Yeah, like I, I think I'm done here. I mean, the thing with Ted, because every time and we've we've now seen Ted Lasso win so many times in so many categories, and every time Ted Lasso wins, they start playing the theme song from Ted Lasso. Yes, and I am I'm just sure so tired of that. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like enough. <laughs> Oh, it just drives me bananas. So there's like there's that of like, oh God, please don't make me hear the Ted Lasso theme again. Oh God, uh, yeah. it's always like Ted Lasso theme. Hannah Waddingham laugh, you know, smiling and clapping. It's like if I have to see Hannah Waddingham be happy for someone one more fucking time. I know. I know. <laughs> it's. I, I was really surprised that Brett Goldstein won again. I think he's great. Mm. I think he is delicious in every way, and he loves the Muppets, and he's such a goose. But Monkey I, qualities. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I Yeah, I felt like Jason Sudeikis is going to... Is it just going to be that? Is it going to be like the Jim Parsons syndrome, where like those two or like Jason Sudeikis just win every season? I don't know. I, time will tell, I, but yeah, I don't like that. I don't know. Uh, it just, yeah, it's just not that interesting. I mean, like, for example, you know, just to get the men out of the way, like, Jason Judeikis was up against both Steve Martin and Martin Short. Yes, you, you know, I really And felt, in those mm-hmm. cases, I, I sometimes I think, like, the votes cancel each other out, you know? Yeah, I know. It's hard. I would have loved for Martin Short to win. Ugh, I'm just mm. so obsessed with him lately, and I think he's so funny in uh, Only Murders in the Building. I think he's, like, a highlight of the show for me. Um yeah. Yeah, and then there was Nicholas Holt for the Great, Great. which I I have not seen, and then Bill Hader for Barry, and Donald Glover for Atlanta, and uh, I can't really speak to the you know lead actor in a comedy series is not my category to speak to, but Jason Sudeikis is starting to feel kind of like, I guess my question is without having watched it, so like what do I know? But like, is he really that good? Is it really that nuanced? Like. Is there like and I and I'm not saying rhetorically, but is is really is he that good? I uh, yes, I I do I do think that like the as far as just answering that uh, question about the nuance, like the underlying not underlying but like one of his sort of subplots that I think comes out in the second season is that he keeps having panic attacks and mm. that he's also going through this divorce and it's it's that's sort of causing all of this so there is a serious side to it so there's like mental health and like um his therapist is great she was nominated for best supporting actress in oh, a right. comedy love her um so there is you know, a fair amount for him to, to, he's not just some hokey pokey, like let's play some soccer y'all. Although mm-hmm. like he is that at the same time too, he, you get to see the, the non-positive side of Ted Lasso. So in a number of ways, yeah, he is that good, but I, I don't know if it's, you know, so is Bill Hader and I know he already has one right. too, but um, Martin Short. <laughs> Yeah, for example. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Martin Short's acceptance speech. Come on. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, that's uh, well. Let's talk about some of these, yes. maybe some of these these nominees and winners. So, uh, you know, uh, lead actor in a limited series or movie, Michael Keaton. You know, it took twenty minutes. To, I can't even remember. Yeah, it was. And it wasn't landing, and he knew it, and then he just kept going with, with like, nothing right. else. I was like, ugh, get the cane. Yeah, get the Around cane. the neck here, yeah. Well, and, you know, for a lot of these, I mean, it's interesting that lead actor in a limited series or movie, uh, it's like, in all of the other categories, it was just Dope Sick and White Lotus. And this is the only, like, one of the only ones that had, like, you know, Under the Banner of Heaven, Scenes from a Marriage, Station Eleven, Pam and Tommy, The Staircase. Like, because uh, other, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was a very set category. I I can't speak to all of these other than Oscar Isaac and Scenes from a Marriage, who, you know, I'll immediately put my vote in for just because. Yeah. But Oh, he's so handsome. But then in the supporting actor limited series or movie category, I mean, it was, you know, other than Seth Rogen, it was like, well, it, your choices are Dope Sick or The White Lotus. Yep. And, and, you know, I do have to say, it's like, there is a part of me that was like, are, aren't we done with the White Lotus? I love the White yeah. Lotus, but I thought we went through the White Lotus season of awards already. That's what I thought too, but I, we didn't. And those shows feel not as fresh as as others. Yeah. So, uh, but Murray Bartlett won, yeah. which goes to show that you can poop in a suitcase and <laughs> still, you know, be successful. And that's I think that's a hopeful message for everybody in these trying times. Absolutely. Watch out, Shirley Ralph. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, you want to poop in a suitcase. <laughs> Go for it, girl. <laughs> oh, my that's goodness. That's what a dream um, looks like, yeah. Yeah, that's what a dream looks like. Absolutely. Um, looks like pooping in a suitcase. So, uh, and I'm just kind of scrolling up through variety, but, you know, supporting actor in a drama series. You know, I, I feel like if someone, like, asked me, like, did, like, a series of questions about, like, is this a character in succession or severance, I would not be able to tell you. I, yes. I, I know they're different shows, but in my mind, they are not. Yeah, I, I feel the same. They're just a whole bunch of white guys for the most part. Um, yeah. I, I do love, I mean, I giving a, a shout out to Matthew McFadden, who is our Mr. Darcy from Pride and Prejudice, which is hard to like sometimes put two and two together. Cause, oh. Yeah. Oh, we, I know him. We do. Yeah, so I was, I'm always a fan of him. Um, I've seen like two episodes of Succession and I, I can't really chime in, but I, I do think he's a talented actor. So I was happy for him. Well, you know, Succession, I think, I think Justine had mentioned this in the group chat. It's like someone had said, oh, it's one of those shows you have to get through the first few episodes, the first season or whatever. And no, big family feud, Red X. (laughs) No, I like, why would you create something that you have to endure episodes of? You know, I know it's. But I, I've said that to other people before, and people have said it to me. I, I've been on both sides of those tracks, too. But I, I agree. It's like, this shouldn't be something that I have to trudge through. Right, right. You know, I feel like uh, Shit's Creek kind of got that of like, oh, season one. You got to just trudge through season one. But like... It's great. I don't know I, what people... Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's revisionist history. I think season one is fine. Yeah. Uh, does the show grow and get better? And like, does does it get more nuanced as the seasons go on? Yeah, certainly. But like, it's not like it's not like Westworld. Oh, oh my god. god. I, oh, Keon is still kind of watching that, and after every episode, he has to watch like a forty-five minute analysis on YouTube. And I'm like, why are you watching this? Right. Like, what are why you are you torturing yourself? It? Like he, he's like, but it's good. I'm like, all right, well. If you're okay with that process, fine. But right, 
Right. I don't want to do if, that. if that's fun for you. I mean, I guess maybe that's somehow similar to like, I'll watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and then listen to Watch What Crappens. And listen yeah, to sure. Dirty. You know what I mean? Like I'll, li- like, I'll listen to recaps that like, maybe don't need to explain anything to me, but like, I basically want someone to talk about what I just watched. Of course. You know? Yes. Um, but it's not because I don't understand what I just watched. Yeah, know? yeah. It's, it's a slightly different, but you know, on the same street. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you know, I, I, I am feeling like the, the time has come, I think has, has squid game has caramelized for me that I think I'm going to watch it. I think I'm going to, I think I want to watch it. I want to see, like, I just, I mean, I saw the first episode and it was like, it was obviously very scary, but it was like visually incredible. And, you know, so of course, obviously in this category, uh, Park Hae-soo and Oh Young-soo were both nominated. I think Oh Young-soo was the old man. Uh, he might have been. I don't know their names. Um, I know that um, Park is one of the guys. He's so handsome. Um, and I can't remember his name in the show, of course. But um, I'm glad they were all nominated, though, all three of those guys, because they're all great. Like, if anything, the performances and, like you said, the visuals and a couple women that rise above. I Mm -hmm. think it's, I think you're really going to like it. And I'm glad that you're doing it now because yeah, why not? Why not? I I'm, I'm ready for it. I think it'll be fun. Um, you know, I've already, I feel like the first one, just watching just like 300 people get shot. I'm like, all right, well, what, what, what can happen from here? You know? Yeah, I will say it's it's ironic that I'm saying this right now, but the second episode does lag a little bit because oh right, but as long as but it, it picks up again towards the end of it too because I you know it's we flash back a bit to kind of set up uh, I won't say anymore but yeah I um, did know that that there is a flash flashing back to the second episode yes. so and that may have been part of my like oh if I keep going I have to watch the flashbacks but. But it's um yeah it there's some meat on the bones there so I feel like you'll be okay I'm excited I'm so excited for you yeah all right well I'll keep you posted that yeah. this is you know I feel like I have accountability now yeah. um well let's talk about supporting actress in a drama series let's uh, so the nominees here you know from from the from Severance Patricia Arquette yes from Succession Sarah Snook and Jay Smith Cameron uh one of these days I'll I'll you know, I'll know what they were doing, but yeah. um, uh, Jung Ho Yan from, and I know I'm butchering these names, but I'm She's trying. She's great in Squid Game. Uh, yeah. She, yeah, from Squid Game, and then Christina Ricci from Yellow Jackets, and I just have to say, boy, did she looked gorgeous. Oh, I don't think Emmys. I saw her. Let me look up her uh, dresses. You. Yeah. Oh my god, and like her hair, like she just—I mean, she had like a little bit of side boob that I don't mind, but like, oh, she looked so good. I'm so excited. Uh, Rhea, 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 Rhea Seahorn, Rhea Seahorn, you know, Better Call Saul, that whole world of Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, I know that I'm missing out, but, and I'm, I'm particularly kind of intrigued by the women of that world, because yes. I feel like they do get nominated, and like, they, they, you know, are, are given a lot of, you know, critical acclaim, but I feel like when I think of Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, I'm like, well, who are the women? Are there women in it? What do the women get to do? Yes. So, um, they get to be nominated, which is good. Now, did you it was before we started this podcast? Were you a fan of like Skylar White in Breaking Bad because she was really the only best supporting actress in that show? Yeah, so I didn't watch Breaking Bad. I only watched the first episode, and it was way too stressful. Oh, okay. 
And then, like, everything I had kind of picked up bits and pieces about her was that she was, like, people love to hate her, basically. Yeah, it was, like, that's, like, rooted in misogyny, too, because, okay. like, yeah. I, I, Anna Gunn is great in it. And I'm glad. I think she won two Emmys, or at least one, from the show. Because that was another show that, like, had run its course. It was like that. Mm. And, like, it was, like, Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones. And, um, but I do think she's great. And it's just, like, she was the one who was, like, really going up against Walter White, who is her husband. And mm-hmm. people didn't like her for that because, I mean, even though Walter White is an anti-hero, you know, or anti-hero, what is it? Anti? anti- yeah. Something an- like anti-hero. that. Yeah. Uh, I like her. But yeah, regardless, um, I don't know how I got on the, the Skylar White train here, but... Is it because of Rhea Oh, Better Call Seahorn? Saul. Better Call Saul. Better Call yeah. Saul, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, the one I was rooting for was Sydney Sweeney in Euphoria. Yes. I think she was, I mean, obviously I hadn't seen all the performances, but like what she did in season two of Euphoria is like perfect, perfect example of like best supporting actress. Rung the goddamn rag out that whole season. Yeah. And I can't speak to Ozark, but it, it's not her first time at the rodeo. Julia Garner won. Yeah, she won another one, and immediately every time I see her, I think it was like viral on TikTok that like <laughs> that audio. She's like, "If you want to stop me, you're gonna have to fucking kill me." And then her, she just like <laughs> screams. It's so funny. I Keon and I said that to each other for like a month afterwards. Like anytime, like he would grab the chips for me, you know, I would be like, "If you want to stop me." <laughs> oh, it's funny. I I imagine she's great. She is. I, mean, I feel like yeah. she is. Yeah. Yeah, so, but that's another one of those shows where it's like, oh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that was like my Breaking Bad. I watched the first episode, and I was like, I can't. I can't be stressed anymore. It was like during the pandemic. Mm, that's know. a big part of it. That's that's really what it is. It's it's. is. I'm not sighing because it's like, oh, it's it's heavier. Oh, it's there's too many men, or like, I have to think. It's like, I don't want to be stressed. Yeah. Like, you know, spare me, you know? Yeah, and I really thought Sydney Sweeney had it um, because of even just the White Lotus energy behind her. She was a mm-hmm. double nominee, and I really thought it was hers. So, you know, I feel like they had to give something to Ozark maybe, and that, that was it. So that's yeah, always a gamble, I mean, that category. It is. I mean, exactly. I feel like, you know, there are probably people, I feel like I've heard people say that Sarah Snook in Succession is incredible and, like, could probably vouch for her being the rightful winner. And so, you know. uh, They're all winners. They're all winners. But, you know, uh, speaking of supporting actress, why don't we talk about supporting actress in a comedy series? Because we had some old stalwarts like Alex Borstein and... Uh, Hannah Waddingham and uh, Juno Temple from Ted Lasso and then Sarah Niles. I think she played therapist, right? Mm -hmm. Ted Lasso and then Kate McKinnon. And I always like feel like I shouldn't think it's weird when SNL folks get nominated because they do so much, but it just doesn't feel the same to me. Yes. We've Um, had this conversation before too. And it is, it is a different vibe, but I also feel, I think she won twice already. I'm looking it up. I, oh, I know wow. she definitely won once, uh, won two Emmys. Yeah, so she's ha- huh. she has two under her belt. So, yeah, uh, happy yeah, for so her. So she's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hannah Einbinder, who I always feel like oh, this is like just it. so she's not up against Gene Smart. You know. Yeah, I know that is a weird like almost category fraud in a way. Hmm. And then Janelle James, oh. you know, kind of like just so happy she was nominated, and uh, if she had to lose out. 
I did not see it coming. Cheryl Lee Ralph won. I I think I was as surprised as she was. <laughs> I, yeah. like, I put my hand on my chest and just like <laughs> waited because I knew she was going to take her time and God yeah. bless her. She really soaked uh, the whole moment up and really, uh, she made she made it a moment. Yeah, she sang, I am an endangered species, and she, I uh, mean, and you know, on the red carpet, I didn't like that hair, but then when she was accepting the award, I was like, love the hair, glad you won, you know? Yes, <laughs> Keon's note for the hair was he wished that it was more of a gradient, like a few specks on like the crown mm-hmm. of the head. And then it just got more as the ponytail, but she looked, she looked amazing. I am so happy for her. I think it's just, this is Emmy history right here. Now, had she like never been nominated before or like, what's the deal? Cause I, I, I I'm assuming this is her first win, but like, was this also her first nomination? I feel like it is. I'm in, I could be, wrong in what I'm about to say too but like I feel like in general like she had she had like a career she's on Moesha she was on Sister Act she was in Dreamgirls and those are like the three big ones and that maybe she didn't stop working but like you know it stalled a little bit and so to see this comeback because even watching her like nomination video of like her sons taping her around her house and how excited she was like you just really are rooting for her and I think it was her first nomination and win, and only the second black woman to win in this category. The first was Jack Kay from 227. I cannot believe it's been that long. Yeah, so I'm looking at Wikipedia now. This is her first Emmy nomination. I love that. And her first win. Prior to this, she you know, was nominated for the Tony and the Drama Desk for Dreamgirls back in 1982. She got a you know a couple NAACP Image Award nominations over the years, but didn't win. She won an Independent Spirit Award for Best Supporting Female in 1990 for a movie called To Sleep with Anger, okay. which you know okay. Uh, so yeah, this is this is really significant. Never nominated for like one of those major awards other than a Tony, which is major. Yeah, uh, but that was also you know 40 years ago, yeah. and so. This is crazy. She was nominated for a Tony 40 years ago, and 40 years later, she won an Emmy, finally. I mean, Mm. yeah. So that moment is so well-deserved and really exciting. And, like, I also just love thinking about her character in that show and thinking, oh, my God, she won an Emmy for this, you know? I know. It's so – it just warms my heart. Every time I think of it, I can't stop smiling. And, of course, I mean, one of her biggest accolades that we did not even mention is her (laughs) – as a guest judge on Drag Race. Oh, I mean, put a cork in it. (laughs) Literally. Literally. I I, love her. It'll do, I mean, I've always quoted it, it'll do wonders for your diction, but I think it's a slightly different quote, but that's, I've always just remembered it. It'll do wonders for your diction. Um, But yeah. Oh, Cheryl Lee Ralph. So this really, like the BSA of the Emmys with Cheryl Lee Ralph. In every sense of the word. Janelle James, I hope your time is coming. I hope yeah. it's next year because she really is, I think, the breakout star. But Shirley Ralph is like the veteran who we want to see mm-hmm. make a comeback. Even between the two, I'm happy Cheryl, Cheryl won. I'm on a first name basis. Cheryl Lee, maybe. SLR. Uh, yeah, a little SLR. But, you know, Janelle James, to me, it was like the fact that she was nominated. It's like, we see you. We recognize what you're doing. Yes. You know? I love it. 
So supporting actor in a comedy series, as you said, Brett Goldstein won again for Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. You know, love the monkey qualities. But to me, uh, he was robbed by Bowen Yang's golf claps. Oh, yes. I love it. And did you listen to Las Culturistas today at all? I didn't know. Okay. I should actually. That would be interesting. It's yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Because he, yeah. I mean, he talked, you know, because he had, he was in the room. So he talks about Shirley Ralph's speech and mm-hmm. um, that he was just like... The whole thing was, I can only imagine it. And, like, this is his second nomination. And, like, they had this whole him and Matt, like, back and forth about... They talked about Amy Poehler's book. And, like, she talks about, like, wanting the cookie. And you get this cookie and people tell you that you shouldn't really be excited about the cookie. That being a nomination is the cookie. And it's, like, not cool to want it. So you have to play this game of, like, pretending you're not excited about it but also really wanting it and, like, the emotional toll that that takes. Again, it's sort of, like you know poor you but i i'm imagining it's pretty hard so his claps it just felt like he was underwater from what i'm hearing him on this episode that i listened to today he was not in his i don't know i don't want to say right mind that sounds too dramatic but you know he was elsewhere yeah i I mean it, it has to be just so surreal all of it and and that of like you have to want it but not want it you can't look like you want it but deep down you have to really look like you want to be it, it it's it, i think it, i'd be interested to hear that episode because i think you know that's it sounds like an interesting example of like a sort of human being navigating the hollywood machine you know yeah. but still maintaining a human point of view about it yep I, I think you'd enjoy it. It's a good episode. And it's just him and Matt just kind of breaking oh, it down, too. So I like that. Because like then episode. Matt doesn't have to switch on to, you know, hostess mode. Yeah. That's where he loses me. Um, I want to come back to Jennifer Coolidge because I feel like let's, yes. you know, let's give her the time she's to due. Assistance to the BSA. Assistance to the BSA, certainly, certainly. But, you know, I feel like last year, you know, lead actress and supporting actress in a limited series or movie we were so invested in because that was like mayor of east town oh, yeah. and like um oh and i i, I don't even have who all the others were That's but okay. i remember it was it was like oh my god like what a great category this year yep. and uh this year you know lead actress was the staircase which you know uh love to fuck never been fucked <laughs> <laughs> but, but I can't wait to try it. Can't wait to try. I mean, that's basically what I know about the staircase. Yes, is, same. It's Julie Cloudster talking about it on her podcast. Yes. Um, <laughs> Julia Garner, again, I didn't realize she was a double nominee as well this year. Yes. No one talked about that. Oh, good for her for yep. inventing Anna. And uh, Lily James for Pam and Tommy, which, you know, I'll watch in a few years when I finally remember and then I'll love it. And, yes. You know. I love Sebastian uh, Stan. He's also, oh my goodness. Uh, I always confuse him with the hot priest from... Um, oh, from Fleabag. Uh, I can see that. Fleabag. I can see that. Yeah, Andrew whatever. Andrew um, Priest. <laughs> Andrew Priest. <laughs> yeah, Andrew Andrew Priest. Sounds like a, sounds like a porn star. Yeah. Uh, Margaret Qualley in Maid. Uh, Margaret, I have not seen Maid, and what I know Margaret Qualley from is the um, uh, Fosse Verdon. Yes. And she played Anne Ranking, and... I didn't think she was very good. And so, like, it's kind of stopped me from watching Maid. Yeah, I have, a, I have a complicated relationship with uh, with her. I don't... What was it, the other movie that she was in before? Where I was just like, you are just... To quote uh, Patti Lapone about Madonna, she's dead behind the eyes. She's a movie killer. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I don't dislike her. You know, I wish her well. And I will say, Jamie tried to get me to watch that the entire summer. She was like... 
or whenever it was out, she was like, you have to watch it. It's so good. And especially Audra Qualley, is that her name? Why do I want to call her something else? Margaret Qualley. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Margaret McDonald. Yeah. Audra Qualley. There we go. Um, so I have heard really, really great things about her. So I, I think this is um, a, a turning point. But again, I didn't watch it. So who knows? Yeah. Well, her mother is Andy McDowell, yes. who I Who's think also is in it. one of yeah. Yeah, and Andy McDowell was one of America's worst actresses. So uh, I just like I I I don't think I've ever seen Andy McDowell in anything where I was like, wow, that was that was really good. She doesn't go above a four that one, right? She's like no. a, she's like a Karen Cartwright. Yeah, yeah, Andy McDowell. It's just like, oh, come on, give me something. Um, but indeed, Amanda say Seafried, Seifried, Sci-Fi Channel. No one knows, uh, but she won for the dropout. I, you know, I I just wasn't, I just didn't want to. What she was playing, what's her snakes? Um, the Ther- El- Elizabeth Holmes, yes. and I think part of me was like, I've already listened to the podcasts about this. I don't want to watch this. I've already watched the documentaries. I get it. She, it was a scam. I know. Turtlenecks, deep voice. I know, I, and I know I'm being very. <laughs> No, that's about it. but that that was my reaction yeah, yeah it's like it's like when they made dirty john i was like i love connie Britton, but i'm not gonna watch this um right yeah it's like capitalizing on you know it, it's like if it was a book it's a movie you know it's those sort of things too um i i like her as an actress i think she has an interesting trajectory in hollywood and i don't know i feel like she's someone to watch out for because in a way she's like sydney sweeney's older sister Yes. Oh, absolutely. Like, I would like, love there to is... see that. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I like her. I just, it's, you know, one of those I, things yeah. where I'm like, I think there's also, it, you know what I think? I think it's similar to what you're saying about like Ozark and not wanting to be stressed is like, I don't want to watch another story about somebody like fucking over other people. Yeah. <laughs> like we live it all the time. I don't need to like <laughs> marinate. Yeah. It, I know? watch Erica Jane every week. So no yeah, more. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I know about the $750,000 earrings. Yeah. (laughs) 1.3. Actually. 1.3, actually. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, Team Garcelle for that one. Yeah. You know, let's let's get these. Let's talk about these lead actresses, and we'll come back to, you know, the important ones. So, lead actress in a comedy series. You know, uh, Rachel Brosnahan. She hopefully she won once because she, she and Alex Borstein yes. just lose every year. I think Alex won uh, twice actually, and and Rachel oh. won once. So they're fine. They're taking. Care they're of. fine. All right, then move out of the way, girls. Yes. Uh, Issa Rae. I think this was the last season of Insecure. Ugh, so annoying. that's you know nice little uh, a little something before she goes. Elle Fanning and the great. I will say Elle Fanning at the Emmys looked the greatest. She looked so good at the Emmys. Oh yeah, she was oh. beautiful. Yeah. Kelly Cuoco for the flight attendant. Yeah. You know, listen, great performance. She There's one episode where I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a great performance. But uh, season two, I, I don't think quite reached what season one was. Yeah, she should have won it last year. But that was a stiff category, too. Remember? I mean, again, uh-huh. I don't have it in front of me, but I remember feeling a certain way about that. It was it was always oh, between Gene Smart and her. And Jean yeah, Smart won. Yeah. We were happy for her. And by the way, when I said I was annoyed by Issa Rae, I'm annoyed that she didn't win after, you know, a successful series like that. It just feels like, because they did that for, like, John Hamm for Mad Men. And, mm-hmm. like, why can't we do this for Issa Rae? That's, that's where I was going with that, just to be clear. Yeah. 
Oh, you hate Issa Rae. We know. I do. You hate Issa Rae. She's not can't funny stand at all. Her. Not funny at all. <laughs> women aren't funny, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of funny women, Quinta Brunson, also a double nominee you know, uh, for acting and writing, nominated for lead actress. And uh, sure enough, Gene Smart for Hacks. I mean, I, I can't. I can't argue against it, but I, I will say I don't need to see her win another Emmy for playing Deborah Vance. Like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I don't know. I I just feel like it's the thing of like, okay, you've won two Emmys for playing Deborah Vance. Unless she really goes through the ringer in season three, I think move move aside. You know. Yeah, it's like if we're holding that standard to Jason Sudeikis, we have to hold it to Gene Smart as well too. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know. Why not give her another one? But I, I agree. It's like I, I would have loved to see Kaylee Cuoco up there. It would have been, you know, for, you know, it's like her season one Emmy, even though it was for season two. Right, um, right. She's been in the game for a while, too. All that, all, putting up with that Big Bang Theory for so long, she needs an Emmy. Uh, but I bet Kelly Cuoco, because she did, she did those Priceline commercials. Oh, yeah. She did the Big Bang Theory. She probably has so much fucking money. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, it's the She dream. is so set. Yeah, like, that's a career I wouldn't mind having in terms of, like, she's set. She's got, like, big advertising money. She's got, like, you know, residuals from that stupid TV show for the rest of her life. And then she gets to do, like, cool projects like The fun Flight Attendant. Like, that's the perfect mix. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, lead actress in a drama series, you know... uh Sandra O oh and Jodie Comer for Killing Eve. I was like, oh, that show's still on. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt too. I, I, and again, two fabulous women that I'm sure we would love. Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, Sandra O oh in that purple pantsuit. I love, love that. that. Did you see that? Yes. Oh my god, she's a queen. There was something. There's something about her. There's a picture of her at the Emmys where I don't know why, but when I look at her, I think of Anne Dowd. But I can't figure out why. At this Emmys this is, or what was it? At this Emmys. Okay. If you look at a picture of Sandra O oh at this Emmys, just like tell me you don't feel like there's something <laughs> and doubt about what, it. What, didn't you also say that she had Shea Coulee vibes? Yes. <laughs> Sandra O oh is so He's many a people. in that one. She was she really, really channeling is. her. She was really channeling her. Yeah. I There's just something about her. I was like, why are you giving me Anne Dowd? I I'm excited to go back and watch that. And I did, uh, speaking of Las Culturistas again, well, not speaking, I'm just making up my own segues here. Um, Bowen did confirm that Sandra, uh, he got to introduce his mom to Sandra O, oh, and they sat at the same mm. table, and I just think that's really special. So just wanted to say that. Oh, God. I I feel like after that month of Grey's Anatomy, I just had such a renewed love for Sandra O. Oh. She yeah. really is so good. Ugh. Um, and I really want to rewatch, and I, I strongly recommend for you as well this movie she was in, in, I guess in the 90s, called Double Happiness. Oh, my God. It has one of my favorite scenes in any movie. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. It's so good. So, um, and it's Canadian, Amanda. So, uh, <laughs> that's. But Reese Witherspoon for the morning show, which I think Keon is the only person still watching that. Yes. So I'm, I think people are watching and it. And Matt I, Rogers, yes. Yeah. Um, but another show where I'm like, oh, yeah, the morning show. Sure. I think she won yeah. the night. Like, my favorite Reese Witherspoon moment of the night is, I think it was Zendaya after when she won. Um, you know, she had a great speech, and they panned over to Reese, mm-hmm. and she clapped, and she she just mouthed beautiful. <laughs> just clapped. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw that. I was like, all yeah. right, Reese. Uh, Melanie Linsky for Yellow Jackets. You know, love at least some Yellow Jackets representation. Yes. Um, 
But this was Zendaya's award, and I uh, i mean, she also won the red carpet. I think Zendaya oh, looks incredible. She just seems so down to earth. Like, just mm-hmm. like the way that she, I don't know, she seems so hot and so cool. I just, like, right, I think right. everyone just wants to be friends with her. She has, like, I really think, like, the truest form of, like, the X factor. Like, as far as just mm. star quality, talents and vibes i do you think this is was this your vote for lead actress um i mean given my my uh how fluent i was in the other shows i mean but also like i really did think she was great in euphoria and i agree i think that she also has there's something about her that feels like kind of the i don't want to say i like like in the way that in the 90s there was Julia Roberts or there, you know what I mean? There was like lead actresses that people just like loved. And I feel like Zendaya is kind of a new generation's version of that where she is just, there's something, it's not just about her performance in movies, but people love her public persona and people are like gravitate towards her and they're like charmed by her in a very sort of natural way that I feels like, um, She's like a new generation of an old-fashioned Hollywood celebrity. Does that make sense? Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I feel like she's going to escape that Anne Hathaway, Jennifer Lawrence sort of syndrome. I feel like she's immune to it because of how cool she is. I don't know. And I I can't say it other than that. I just feel like she's going to be okay. She's going to make it through. She's like with Tom Holland right now, and they're so cute together, and she's a fucking great actress and... Yeah, she seems really smart. I think that goes a long yeah. way. Like her speech being about addiction and like bringing it to that place. I was like, I think there's something part of what makes her kind of a newer generation's kind of celebrity is like the way that she, she's, I don't want the reductive way to say it is she knows how to say the right things. But yeah. like, I think for a certain generation of people, I think the expectation is not to come out and thank God or to tell your kids to go to bed, but is to like say something important, you know? And I think that she like, yeah, I don't know. I I think that she just represented herself really well at the Emmys as like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, she's so hot. So cool. A total package. And this is her second. Yeah. The first one was the, the virtual Emmy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, so that's nice that she got to do this in person. Oh, I love that. Yes. Yeah. I do want to mention real quick, and maybe it's on your list, so I apologize if I'm jumping the gun, that the the streak has ended. Drag Race did not win Best Reality Competition because it was beat out by Lizzo. Your thoughts? Let's go there. Yes, I would love to go to that. So, yes, I was sitting there waiting for Rue and Michelle to go up there and Rue to say, you know... Uh, Our little show... Yeah, oh, at our little show, what, what drag does is actually reveals something about you, about the person underneath. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. The tenacity of the human spirit, blah, blah, blah. I had n- never even heard of Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls. So I, in my mind, was thinking, oh, that's very nice that they nominated this show. Love the inclusion. And I think that was a big part of the Emmys this year. Like, it felt very diverse in terms of yeah. winners and nominees and presenters. And, like, so I thought, oh, you know, they're, they're, they're putting an eye on, like, you know, spreading the wealth. And not that RuPaul's Drag Race is, you know, the great white winner. And then when they won, I was like, oh, okay. Well, my first thought was, like, Lizzo was telling all these other girls to, like, come down and get on stage. I was like, honey. No one else has had time to give a speech. We don't oh, have time to get people down from the mezzanine. <laughs> what, are you going to zip line down there? Yeah. Yeah. I was nervous for that. I was like, we don't we don't have the time. Yeah, you, thank Michael Keaton for that. 
Right, right. Like, I love the idea that you're like, this is our moment. We all need to be on stage. But it's like, it's a TV show and the news comes on at 11, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad to see her. She's got the the, the E and the G of her EGOT. So we'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. And she gave a great speech as well. I think that Lizzo is also someone who I think is a new – like a new generation of super celebrity, you oh, know, yeah. like especially now like that she is, you know, transcending music to television and like, and just, you know, her confidence and her energy mm-hmm. and her kind of message. Like it's, um, it's interesting to see how it's now kind of spreading into TV as well. Yeah. I was super happy to see her holding that trophy. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that that means that we should talk about, uh, you know, I, a certain lavender bathing beauty. <laughs> uh, so this speech, so for, so Jennifer Coolidge, I mean, was certainly my pick to win of the White Lotus Dope Sick, you know, crowd. I think I want to see Dope Sick just to see it, but it looks like miserable. Like, it just, it looks like Mayor of Easttown, but like even more depressing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, Mayor Winningham just she looks like Gollum, you know, like what they <laughs> you know, like it's just like, oh God, this is just dark. But uh indeed Mayor Winningham and Caitlin D. Now here's by the way, I also say Mayor Winningham, who's been around forever, she was kind of always like on the fringes of the brat pack in the eighties. Oh. She was in like St. Elmo's Fire and that was it. And I've always just thought like, oh Mayor Winningham. Yeah, you know, she seems nice. She was just nominated for a Tony. She was. She was just nominated for an Emmy. Like, God love her, you know? Uh, what's the rest of the Brat Pack doing? Yeah, I want to see her and, like, Martha Plimpton play sisters or something. Yes, yes. There is that, like, noses. that face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so she and Caitlin Deaver were nominated for Dope Sick, and then Alexandra Daddario, Natasha Rothwell, which I kind of forgot Natasha Rothwell was nominated. I yeah. sort of love that. love her. Um. But I almost feel like Natasha Rothwell's character got like one great scene. Yeah, you know, um, what, 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 yeah. yeah, she was like in the show throughout, but she only really got one kind of like moment. I felt, yeah. Um, and then Sydney Sweeney, obviously for the White Lotus, but and Connie Britton for the White Lotus. Yes, and Jennifer Coolidge won, which is great. And like this is that moment that I feel like if you're an Emmy producer, you're like, okay, let's make space for this. You know, let's, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll cut some white guy off later, you know, yeah. trim up that Kia commercial by five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Say it in three ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so so what are your thoughts? Talk about tell, uh, t- yeah. t- t- tell me where were you the night that this happened? Yeah. First of all, I don't know why it makes me nervous. This shouldn't matter at all. It doesn't make me nervous, but I, I like when they hold the trophy. I like when it's like when they like say like, oh, you hold it for me. I don't know why it bothers me. I'm not annoyed with Jennifer Coolidge in this case, too. But she was kind of ready, like we said, to put on put on a little number here. And she Mm -hmm. starts out by saying she did the lavender bath and that she (laughs) she's all bloated. And I don't even know why she said it. Maybe she didn't feel good about herself that night or how she looked in the dress. But who cares? And yeah, so she didn't hold the trophy. And she was all I mean. Just don't touch the microphone. Don't touch it. You don't need to. It's fine. You don't even need to mm. lead into it. Because Martin Short, I will say, was like the the pro of the night. Him, he was like five feet away from that microphone, and he knew it would pick him up. Like it doesn't matter. I feel like they should say that to all the nominees. Like you don't have to touch the microphone. Just don't touch it. And mm-hmm. I really thought it was gonna fall over. She was like, 
really manhandling that thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and so she like comes in, and there is that kind of like, oh, oh my god, and oh, I'm 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 so full right now, and like it just seems like she's totally scattered. But then, and of course, they had to bleep some of it out or they to mute some of it out. But then she like, there's kind of an oh fuck, but I have a list. Pulls out a little note, you know, a little you know uh, acceptance speech from her from her boobies uh, or wherever they, it Somewhere, was, yes. and and then I feel like it was while she was doing that 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 the like the first playoff music started, and she was like, "Oh my god, they're already playing me off," and I was like, "What are you doing? We're just getting to like Act Two of the Jennifer Coolidge show." I know, and. It was just like I—I I think she was so scattered and so overwhelmed that she never quite pulled herself together because she was like she would be thanking someone and she would be like, "Oh, I, I have to thank this person too," and then she would go back to her list. And I felt like she needed glasses or something. And then they played the second playoff music and <laughs> she started dancing, which I loved. Like everyone, like, oh, lost yeah. their minds. But then. After she danced, it it, it kind of you know you get that aerial view and like the announcer starts saying something and I was like oh my god they're really cutting her off, right right like they were not going to give her that moment you know and you know it's like I don't need to spend more time with the DJ who's emceeing this night because like whoever that little nerd was I was just like you are somebody's nerdy little brother and I. I I'm saying that it, I don't know what this person. I think she was a lesbian. Sure, um, I've seen but, her somewhere, uh, and I don't know where I've seen her. But um, but yeah, go on. I thought she was so a fucking obnoxious. I'm sorry. We saw her more like, than Keenan, I would say. Yeah. yeah, and I was also like, again, thinking about like the tightness of this. Like, this is not about you. So, like, why don't you just inter- introduce these people? We don't have to do this whole thing of like, and then there's so and so who I guess like is might be famous or something. I don't know. I don't remember. They might be hot. I'm gay. I don't know. And it's just like, just introduce them. Just shut up and introduce them. You know? Yeah. I wonder how that conversation. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no. It, it, the last thing I would say is is that she reminded me of the kid in um, uh, Wet Hot American Summer, the kid who, like, thinks that he's doing the radio broadcast, but, like, the cord's disconnected the whole time. Oh, yes, yes. That's who she reminded me of, who, who, who thinks that she's do, he's doing, like, the announcements every day. Yeah. Yes. So I looked up Sam J. She's a, a writer. I hope I'm using the right pronouns here, but we'll go with that. Um, a writer for SNL and... I feel like I've just seen them somewhere, but I don't know. But yeah, I I think that Sam J was just a little overwhelmed, and who wouldn't be by that? Because mm-hmm. it like some of the cues were off. It a lot of it is also that like retrospective when you look, you know, as you're watching the show and and people are getting cut off every time anybody then like says something, you know, superfluous. It's like we're cutting into people's speeches, you know. But I I also feel like these award shows, as you get into like the third act it just becomes kind of unwieldy. I think they're like managing the time act, you know, in the moment and like usually a few minutes behind, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think, uh, it, it's like, uh, they're just kind of sliding into home base by the end of these shows, you know? Yeah. And what, another thing too, is I just feel like this year they were trying stuff. They're like, let's see what mm-hmm. happens here. Let's do the dance number. Let's, let's see what Sam J does. Let's also do, they did this thing where they played as opposed to the like the announcers is that the announcers presenters coming out first and saying here are the nominees they did like the like the whole mm-hmm. montage before and then they introduced the presenters i just thought it was clunky it just felt it yeah. felt out of sorts 
it made me feel like, oh, wait, did we announce who the nominees yeah, were? Yeah, I thought they made a mistake yeah. at first. And I was like, oh, I guess I guess they're just doing it this way. But overall, I mean, you know, uh, the White Lotus won limited anthology or series. I think Mike White was just running out of things to say <laughs> yeah, every right? time That's he had to go back him. out on stage. Yeah. Um, and uh, J- uh, Ted Lasso won, you know, comedy series. Yep. Cue the Ted Lasso theme song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta get that on the soundboard. Yeah, right. And um, and then succession for drama series. But at that point, I was like, "All right, Marco, it's bedtime for broomstick." Yes, you know? exactly. Oh, and, oh, and the twenty twenty two Governor's Award went to Gina Davis and her Institute on Gender and Media. So uh, I was like, "All right, Gina Davis." Yeah. The only reason I know of that is because of Lady Watch. So thank you, Lady Watch. God, you know, the impact know. after all these years. Are they still, do you think they're still doing that thing on? Oh, yeah, that was like such a brief moment in time. Yeah. I think that kind of just fizzled away because I don't think the app never, it didn't take, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's still, what, what is it called? Uh, it's called. Um, I keep wanting to say Chatterbait, but that's Whoa. not it. <laughs> that's not it. That's uh, the best supporting after show after hours there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was called something like, um, I thought it was called something like, Mio or like Echo or like something Italian or something short like Clubhouse. <laughs> Clubhouse. That was Clubhouse. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> what am I thinking of? <laughs> well, I think it was like Clubhouse.io or something like that. So I think that's what uh, you're thinking. I don't know. Maybe. There was, I there don't was know. another. Yeah, I'll, I'll ponder upon that. Who knows? Yeah. Mio is the little lemon squeezies that I put into my water There bottle. we go. Yes. Yeah. Little little mio and vodka, Ugh. Ooh, it's like a gimmick. Nice, yeah, yeah. Zero points. Yeah, great. Watchers, there we go. And it's <laughs> zero points. Yeah, exactly. So uh, think about it. Yes. Um, and any other thoughts on the Emmys? Uh, any other any other feelings? Any other uh, takeaways? No, I think in general it's like you know, Shirley Ralph won the night. I'm glad Jennifer Coolidge has an Emmy as well as Quinta Brunson. I, I see the list of the women and it kind of that have won, you know, or that did win on Monday. And I, it, it does make me happy, even though we are, you know, kind of picking the, apart the ceremony. It's just like just I don't know what it needs, but I hope that they work some of the kinks out and get get out of that Microsoft theater, won't you? Yeah, get out of there. You know, I feel like it would be interesting to go back and watch like. I don't know, the Emmys in 1995 or, like, the Oscars when Billy Crystal hosted them. And, like, were they, like, demonstrably better productions? You know what I mean? Because I feel like I have this romanticized idea of, like, oh, back when Whoopi would host or back when Billy Crystal would host. No, that was a good award show. But I don't know if that's, you know, misremembering the past. Yeah, you know? are we just getting old? Or, you know, were, were the young kids uh, yeah. really into the dancing, you know? I don't know. Right. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I do want to say really quickly, because I was sad that he didn't get more of a spotlight, but I love that Kel Mitchell was a part of that whole, like, mm. bar thing. I think he should have played the part that Kamel Nanjani played just to see more Kel. I would have lost my mind. Like, the, the inner, you know, 12-year-old Nickelodeon mm-hmm. fanatic was... I love that. Yeah, I'm. I I feel like that is you know, uh, with for all the success that Keenan has had, pull Kel up a yeah, little. Yeah, you know? why not? Yeah, why not? You, you don't have you don't have a good burger without Ugh, him. You know, I love it. Ugh. Well, uh, there you go. Award season, I guess, has begun. Um, yes. Though I feel like 
Well, no, it's September. Jesus Christ. I was like, yeah, but we're not going to get to like the Oscars. Isn't like, that no, crazy? We're... Yeah. How did this happen? It's September. I know. I, it, what happened? Sometimes I think I'm like, it'll be like, I don't know, like April or something like that. I'm like, did Christmas just happen or are we like, what month is it? Sometimes that happens to me every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And this is certainly that case. Yeah, we're we're kind of on the brink of Oscar season, sort of. Yeah, yeah, and certainly in terms of, like, when prestige pictures, so to speak, yes. get released, and, um, you know, it's probably more of a best actress kind of picture, but that um, picture or movie, uh, best actress kind of movie, but that movie Tar oh, yes. with Kate Blanchett, which is directed by the same guy who did Todd Fields, who did In the Bedroom and Little Children. So he, like, oh. doesn't do many movies, and so, like, I am... I cannot wait to see this. So, like, that's, you know, I feel like that's a, a, a short lister for Best Actress already. Um, yes. But otherwise, I don't really know what, you know, that, that'll be kind of fun to start charting and, and following and, and maybe even discussing of, like, the movies that are starting to get shortlisted for Best Supporting Actress this year. Yeah, I, I feel like I don't, I don't know enough. I, I, I mean, I've heard so much about uh, The Whale, the Brendan Fraser comeback, which I'm super yeah. excited for him. That's, like, that's fun. That feels like very Shirley Ralph to me, in a way. You oh, know? if he wins the Oscar, oh, I, I would love that. It would be the ultimate Hollywood comeback story. Yes. And the whale is—I mean, I've seen the play. It's it's pretty intense. Yeah. So I I love that he's getting so much good press. And I think, yeah, I hope that's what happens. I have no idea who else would be up for you know a nomination. You know, it could be our our Queen Anthony Hopkins, but I think. You know, we might have to see the whale. Brand, Brendan Fraser might become a queen. I don't know. Maybe. And I think I sent it to you, and I think you watched it as well, but the, the trailer for The Glass Onion, the new Knives Out movie, did you watch that yet? Oh, I haven't watched the trailer oh, yet. No, I did see... trailer. Such oh, a good okay. trailer. And is it a lot of the same cast, or is it a lot of new people? Uh, it's all new, um, except for, oh my gosh, 007 himself. Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. Yeah, Catherine Hahn's oh. in it. Leslie Odom Jr.'s in it. Kate Hudson's in it. Um, oh, a lot like a whole new, and I love it. I I love that the names difference. It's sort of like the Glass Onion, like a Knives Out, something something. You know, production. Sure, sure. Um, I love this. It kind of reminds me of like the White Lotus, where they're just like rotating these like just random group of like stars together. I think it's a cool template. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I didn't. Re- I I. I mean, I guess that makes sense. That like the first w- story was kind of its own story about that family. Like Jamie Lee Curtis is not going to be in the second one. Yeah. You know? I I think it's going to be super cool. I I think it's like it's a great cast. Edward Norton's in it. Um, oh, you yeah. love Edward Norton. Yeah. Ethan Hawke, <laughs> Janelle Monae. I'm, I've... Oh my god. Yeah. I think it's going to be cool. I... Aye, aye, aye. All right. Well, then I guess that'll be kind of the next thing on our, you know, I mean, we haven't really talked about what we're going to be doing, you know, next. But, like, coming around the river bend will be, you know, some awards contenders. Yes, I'm excited. Well, before we get to that and before we get to the end of this episode, we have to do one more thing. And that is queen out on our BSA of the week. And BSA of the week is when we queen out. <laughs> on a performance or a food or a song or anything in our lives is acting as the best supporting actress of our lives. Uh, Susie, baby, what do you got? <laughs> that was... Isn't she says something like that in, in, in Lazy Susan where she's like uh, her friend, uh, whose name I can't remember, the one with the pizza. I know, yeah, like, her name is like... Yeah. 
Oh. Susie, birdie, Susie, tell me, what do you got? There's just some line like that. I gotta. I need to rewatch Lazy Susan is the point of this digression. You should. I, I, yeah. I'm looking her up right now. And, uh, uh, Corin. Corin, right? Corin, yeah. Carrie Aisley, yes, I think yes, the yes. actor's name was. Yeah. Um, I have just one BSA of the week. I finished watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy as of last night. Whoa. What an adventure. Um, I kind of blew through... I mean, and by blow through, I, I really did like take my time because who has the time to sit there for like three? It, it was almost like three movies in one, The Return of the King. So and you mm-hmm. you've not watched any. I feel like we've had this conversation six times or maybe you have. No, no, I have seen none of Lord of the Rings. Okay. I, I like barely even a trailer. So I mean, um, like I know who's kind of in it, but that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's all men. So there's that. But there is like a great uh, moment in Return of the King that's really great. It's I stood up and cheered, and it was a line from a woman. But um, um, so but it, this is all to say that Sean Astin, who plays Samwise Gamgee, who is like Frodo's best friend throughout the entire thing, is he is like uh, I'm so impressed with him. And I know Sean Astin is like he's always been kind of working and like you know he was in Stranger Things recently, and I feel like a couple other projects too. But he is so good in the third movie and i he made he made me cry the most um just like his like the friendship that him and frodo have i would find you hard pressed to find another male friendship like that is i don't know it's 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 beautiful is is the word that i can i can uh use for it i just i think he was so good it's a crime that he didn't get a nomination i think like sir ian mckellen got nominated for it because he's you know, Sir Ian McKellen, but mm. he is my BSA of the week without question. I I loved the third movie, and I love him. Well, he's Patty Duke's son, so oh, how do you like that? BSA, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do you like that? Yeah, and she's a BSA. She's she's yeah, she won. She yes. won. Um, <laughs> she won. And she won, uh, <laughs> which you know just really rubs the salt in the wound for salt for salt for Sean. Better, better call um, better call salt. Better call salt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be the, a great name for like a, a like a cooking yeah a cooking like show. a food better truck call salt. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, food truck. Better call salt. It's like a pretzel truck. Yeah, I don't I like know. That. Um, but also gives legal advice. I don't know what that show's about. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> And then there's a truck called Breaking Bread. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, I think I just have one BSA of the week as well. Yes. And uh, maybe this is a little bit insider baseball, but I was sent a demo reel <laughs> from a certain co-host of mine uh, that may be the Beatrice Strait of demo reels. <gasps> I oh my was like, gosh. this is just so... I'm blowing up your spot, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, You know, you got to put the name out there. You got to, you know, got to put your voice out there. You know, you had put together, you know, a demo reel for, for, you know, voice acting or voiceover work, so to speak. And I would assume these were like a series of scripts that you were given or how did you come up with these, like basically these little like five to 10 second little ads. Yeah. So the voiceover coach I worked with, um, she, she writes them for you. Basically you, she gets an idea of like what your, you know, brand is. And then, you know, mine is like the guy next door, gentle, calming dad voice. You know, that's, that's like my bread and butter, but also, you know, I'm, 
a bit of an actress, you know, so I wanted to do mm-hmm. something funky and like show some dialects and be funny as well. So she took that, uh, you know, down and, and whipped up these scripts. There were actually, I think, maybe three or four did, that didn't even make the cuts, um, which is fine because I feel like he did choose some really good stuff. The guy who edited edited it all together. Um, but I'm super proud of it and happy with the outcome. I'm I'm super jazzed. It was so good. I mean, I maybe maybe we yeah can we certainly can. I, yeah, I think that yeah. would be fun. Yes. So if you subscribe yeah. to Patreon, um, you can hear a little bit of it or all of it, really. Yeah. It's it was it was just nuts. <laughs> I was and 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 it was really good. Like I a lot of these, I was like, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Like you would be that guy. Yeah. yeah. Gentle sort of calming vibes but and i will say too like the music does make everything like i I, the voice work is great and some there's part of me that kind of wished there's one change that i think i want to make as far as like uh music underneath that i've already emailed him about but overall like i i think it's great so i'm i'm super pumped do you think you could give us a little bit of the ben and jerry's oh my gosh Uh, so the ben and jerry's guy is like in my mind, it's sort of like the Mucinex guy, uh, uh-huh, the little like uh-huh. green booger, and he's like, and actually, it's not in the demo reel. He's like, not every day starts. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, <laughs> not every day. Okay, here it is. Not every day is full of flipping sunshine. Bad days happen, <laughs> is all I'm saying. <laughs> and that was that didn't I mean... make the cut, but yeah, that thing was a way longer. I should send you the full. Uh, yeah, please. He'll send me the full oh my god! File. I could send it your way. It just it was like because because the other ones it was like a very it was a similar brand in each one, um, and like similar like you know there was like the Pampers one, and there yeah. was like the guy who was like I don't want to just be at my desk all the time. Yeah. Like I I could tell like oh yeah that makes sense. But then this was a whole different character, and I and it all comes so like the editing is so quick that I was just like this is this is wild. Like, yeah. this is just, I, I like, it was so funny and so good. So, um, I don't know what your plan is to do with it next, but I, it, I think you've got something really good on your hands. Yeah. I'm super excited. I think it's been months in the making, literally almost, I don't say almost a year, but it's been a while. It took a long time for me to just like, kind of say, yes, I'm doing this. Here we go. Uh, so yeah, some, some stuff in the works and we'll see what happens. So, uh, but yeah, I think it's a great idea to put it on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash bsapod where you will not only get the the best supporting after show and early releases of our main episode, but you'll get a little taste of my voiceover reel, which is fun. I I mean, What's yeah, worth the price of admission. And with all of that, we also, I mean, it, we should just say it now is like we are almost halfway through season one of Smash on Patreon oh. and let it be known because I was like the last few episodes I was like okay it, it hasn't gotten too bonkers it's just kind of like you know <laughs> silly fun and they just like turned up the bonkers this week it's it really is a turning point I feel so I'm, I'm yeah. super the prednisone oh my god oh my god the prednisone uh, which I've always thought was pronounced pregnisone but there's no preg in no. there uh, yeah. but things I've learned from there Smash but uh more importantly, it wouldn't be an episode about the Emmys if we weren't getting played. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we are being played off because that's what happens. And so before we 
we dance away, you know. <laughs> I'm full right now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> to our lavender bats. Yeah. Um, where can folks find more of you? They can find me on my other podcast, The Good Vanilla, which is a Barefoot Contessa podcast. And you can follow me on Instagram at Nick Kuchanov. How about you? Well, you could find more of me on All Right Mary, uh, where a lot of our stuff's on Patreon right now, where we're covering all the international franchises of Drag Race, but there's, you know, Drag Race UK is coming out soon, Dragula's coming out soon, there's some new Huluween drag, dragtacular, dragstication, dragstravaganza that I think we're going to do. Um, so it's, you know, all the usual nonsense, uh, in the details, a celebration of nuance. I feel like we keep mentioning in the group chat, Oh, I should do an in the details about this. And I'm like, Colin, take the hints from the universe, start doing in the details again, you dumb boob. And so, uh, you know, with that positive self-talk, just you wait. And, uh, you can also find more of me on Instagram, a Colin Drucker underscore, and more of both of us in a best supporting capacity on Instagram at BSA pod. Or you can send us an email at thebsapod at gmail.com. Well, if that demo reel on Patreon didn't already peel your peepers, I don't know what will. But rest assured, you know, uh, episode six of season one of Smash, Nick's demo reel, early access to episodes just like this, back episodes of the after show with so so much BS that I think, you know, is still evergreen. Right. Coffee frother talk, you know, air conditioning That's talk. Right. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, and so much more at patreon.com slash BSA pods. All the hits. Get on over there. Yeah, get on over there, you filthy animals. <laughs> <laughs> and that, as they say, is that.